our spirit. What is it? Where does it go? Are we able to see them using our mind's eye? If so, just what can spirit teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. And now your host, Diet Renee. Everybody, this is Jet Renee, your host here on School Through Spirit on WLTKGB.com. This really is a show where I explore different people's lives, their modalities, and how spirit has impacted them lives. Okay. Now, um, each week I do start with a topic of discussion that usually spirit has given me. And I mean they do give it to me in some way, shape, or form. And then we go on to our guest. Now, our guest this week is Miss Maria Verdishi. And I hope I'm pronouncing that correct because she's freaking amazing and I love her to death. Oh my God, I just see whatever host has a birthday today. I didn't know that. Happy birthday, Miss Deidre Sanford. Oh my God, I hope you're watching. Probably not. You might be asleep and who knows. But happy birthday. Either way, sorry guys to, to get off track there. But, I, you know, I do. I explore different people's lives in right now as we talk, you know, about different things. And today is Miss Maria. Miss Maria is phenomenal. I can only say how phenomenal. I love this lady. Um, just with all that she does and where she, where she goes that just everything it's her story is just really amazing. And, you know, to the point where I'm just going to tell you some of the tidbits at the top, she works with Thomas John. Now, I don't know if you remember or know who the tax, I think his name was like the taxi medium. Um, but he had a wonderful TV show and now that's who she works. One of the, one of the people, one of the people, one of the things she does. Oh my God, this woman does everything. It's awesome. So this week, we're going to do a little bit of babbling. We're going to, well, you know me, I babble every week. I'm, I'm sharing the links out right now, guys. That's what I'm doing. I'm sharing the links as we're talking because if I don't, then I forget about it. And then people tell me later, why didn't I watch you? I don't know. I don't know. So we're getting those links out as I begin to babble. Now, this morning, I literally sat there and I, I won't, I won't lie to you, every as natural as this may seem that it comes to me, I, I every Monday I kind of go, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And spirit's got to kind of give me a kick in the toosie, the, the kick, a kick in the touch to go, God, we've been talking to you all weekend. We've been talking to you about this. And then and then I have to go, wait a second. I look for that inspiration. And then when it comes, it's literally mind-blowing because I look over this, this last period of time and I go, wow, they, they've been talking about this. They've been talking about this. And today it really is about, it's been over the last week because I've had this, I've had some old past fears coming into mind. I've had um, old thoughts coming in. Um, I've been thinking about, oh my God, am I successful? Am I not successful? How am I going to get successful? I've been really a Debbie Downer on myself and going, oh my God, how, how am I going to get successful? And all those wonderful thoughts, you know, that every, everybody has. Everybody has these wonderful thoughts in our heads, don't we? And so this morning, what I ended up doing, and, you know, I'm not realizing that really I've been in, in that thought process all week. Um, and it was only just a couple of days ago. I literally went, oh, my, actually, it was yesterday. I went, oh, my God, I'm done with these thoughts. I'm done with my past. I'm done. I'm letting it go. Oh, my gosh. Like, how many times does a person have to kick themselves in the butt for it, you know? 
And I literally went, no, no more, not doing this anymore. Okay. Good morning, Kevin. So this morning, you know, yeah. So yesterday I started with that whole process going on, going, oh my God, I, I literally, I, I worked with my ego and I, I named my ego. It's called Deb. And I told it to shut up. Oh my God, shut up. I'm like, God, you've gone back to bad eating habits. You've gone back to negative thoughts. You've gone back to telling yourself you sucked. You've gone back to bringing things from the past that God, you paid attention to, you've healed. And that there's good morning, Miss Michelle. There's no reason to look at it in this aspect anymore. And I just did a lot of shutting that down yesterday. Not that I don't want to revisit and learn more from the past, but it, you know, it was a negative part I needed to shut down. And then this morning I woke up and of course the show comes on. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I gonna what am I gonna listen to? What am I gonna talk about? And so I went into YouTube and I just went daily inspiration, daily inspiration. And it blew me away that what was coming up is really what I've been dealing with for the last week. I mean, I've been talking to potential business coaches. I've been talking to potential different people for myself and just going, oh my God, I'm so stuck. And the first daily inspirational thing that comes up is um, doing it your own way, doing it your own way. Cause so, and, and I went, wow, that's, that's kind of cool. So I listened to it for a few minutes and it really talked about everybody as a whole and we do this as a whole because you know we listen to society we listen to our parents we listen to our grandparents we listen to our friends and we think that oh my gosh because somebody else seems to have been doing this right doing this correct we need to listen to them because if we're screwing it up and they're not they must have some they must have some pretty good knowledge that we have to jump on that bandwagon and listen to and then we try to follow their model for success doesn't happen. I mean, we're still sitting there going, yep, we're still a screw up, you know, and all that negative stuff comes in. And it ends up being a turns into kind of a way of life. We're always trying to chase success, but chase it by somebody else's standards, somebody else's viewpoint, somebody else's way of doing things. And I went, wow, that's that's pretty powerful. So from that I got literally, um, I just started doing things my way. I have to look at what is right for me. What's right for me? The next thing I looked to, you know, I went, okay, and I, I listened to it for about five minutes. I went, got what I needed, passed it on. I probably should have kept listening because I probably would have gotten a lot more out of it. But you know what? I had, I had some, you know, attention deficit, I guess, Monday mornings. And I flipped to the next one. And the next one was Steve Harvey. And I like Steve. I don't know about you guys. I like him. I like his sass. I like his wisdom. I like his strength. I like his gentleness. I mean, there's a lot to like about Steve Harvey. And one of the major things that, you know, he was talking about was prayer. Now, I'm not preaching about God here. I'm not preaching about religion or anything like that. You know, you, I'm going to say the word prayer, but um, you can use this as praying, as manifestation, as, as self, whatever, however you want to look as that um, thing pushing out. But he really talked a lot about prayer and gratitude, which are things that I do talk about. And one of the key things that he said was, you know, he said straight out, education has nothing to do about success. And I went, whoa, are you telling people not to go to college? And that's not what he was saying. But he was saying education has nothing to do with where he got to where he is. He dropped out of school. He was homeless what, a couple of times? I think he said three times, or I think he said homeless living in his car three times. He was or he was homeless, I don't know, a few times in his car. He's 
been married in three times, divorced twice, and two times lost everything. At 10 years old, he'd written on a piece of paper that he was going to be on TV. His first time on TV wasn't until he was 38. And then he talked about he got to a success without ever getting education. No education. It was a drive and a want and a not to want to quit is how he got to where he was. He did it a lot through prayer. He did a lot through gratitude. He did a lot that way. That was his, his MO, his, his Bible to success. But I think the key in there is the drive to keep going, the drive to push on, the drive to do it his way. Now, he did say that, you know what, even though he did this without a degree, he employs a lot of people and every one of them has a degree. And I thought, wow, first you say you don't need education. Then you're like, everybody you hire has a degree. So, oh my God, where, where is that at in my head? So then I had to kind of take that back a little. I had to take that back a step and go, wait a second. Wait a second. So let's go back a little bit. And I had to go, so if I wanted to be a doctor, if that was what I wanted to be successful as a doctor, I really have to go to school, don't I? I have to have a drive, a passion for learning about the body, the systems, how this all works, how this affects, that affects, and all of this universe affects this body. Now, you don't, I mean, you need the degree, obviously, because, you know, any state is not going to let you let you practice medicine unless you have the degree. But really, you can't do any of it without a knowledge. But but with that, to get the knowledge, you have to have that drive. And that person has got to set up their, um, their MO, their own MO, their own way of driving them towards that success. And then I sat there and went, wow, that's really cool. And of course, my mind wanders like anybody. So even as he continues to talk until... He talks around all about seven, eight minutes about prayer, and it's, it's beautiful to listen to him and his story before he goes to the next thing, which is gratitude. In that, that time of period, my brain starts going over to things that I've seen over the weekend. Now, one major thing I've seen over the weekend was, I don't know what you guys, I, you, I watch them little reels on Facebook. I, couldn't say, I don't even watch them. I just listen to them. I, I listen to them while I'm driving. I listen to them as whatever. And my 600-pound life happened to pop on for a few of them. And I, I will say, I don't know, a handful of times, five, six times. And the only thing I heard, and at the time, I thought, God, that's ridiculous. Because everything I kept hearing was, I don't know if you've ever watched it, but there's a doctor cut by the name of Dr. Now and, and people that are 600 plus pounds that need his help. And they drive to Houston to have an appointment with him to, to start the process of gastric, gastric bypass to, to save their life. But each one of them travels up from someplace in this country. Now, it's not easy for them to get into a vehicle, a plane, a train, whatever it is. It's painful. It's exhausting. It's hard. And inspiration for change is not always enough. And the ones that I kept seeing, like, how are they going to do this? How are they going to motivate? Like, do they say in their head, oh, my God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be like 100 pounds and blah, blah, blah. And that's not what I heard from any ones that I heard this weekend. Each one of them said is it's going to take us four days to make a 24-hour trip. And I'm going to use food to get me there. Food? Are you, you're going to lose weight. Why would you use food? And each one of them explained how food was going to be their motivator for success to get them to the first stop. They were going to use food along the way. Foods that they never get to eat that they've heard about as a reward system. 
Now, yeah, food got them into the trouble where they were at. Good morning, Miss Teresa. But food was also going to get them out of it. And I thought, wow, that's I can't ridicule that. Because honestly, at the end of the day, they're going towards that journey. They found their own. They've written their own thing to success. Because after they get to that appointment, food is going to be taken off the table anyway. Except for survival. But they're writing that. They're writing their own thing for success. And I thought, okay, that's really cool. So now I've seen this person, you know, how they're doing. I've seen how this person. And I'm watching myself going, oh, my God. Again, here I am looking at everybody else's, everybody else's plan. But what's mine? So in a moment, I sat there and I thought, what is my plan to success? What is my plan? What is my personal plan? And I thought over this last week and how I felt stuck. And I felt, honestly, I felt like I have gone reverse with a lot of things because a lot of things that have happened in my life over this last week and a lot of things that have occurred and the thoughts and things that threw me into my past again. And I felt like, oh my God, I went way back. Am I starting out? Am I, did I just lose 10 years of healing and gone reverse? And then this popped up today. Now you guys know how much I love Neil Diamond Walsh. I talk about him. I bring up his stories. And this is what he wrote for his inspiration. Again, another inspirational thing today. And this is what he wrote. And it wrote that you're not your story. Who you are is so much bigger than that. It's okay to give up your past now. And I thought, but my past is who I am. How many of you have sat there and went, oh my God, I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't live the life I have. And I thought, this is crazy. This is crazy. And I almost blipped it off right there. But I thought I'd keep writing. And then he keeps going with, most of us have a story about how we got to be the way we are. About what it's like to be us. And about why it is so difficult sometimes to get through life. All of this is stuff that has nothing to do with who we are now. How often do you come from your story when you experience life? Are you ready to let go of it now? What if you could create the way you want to be rather than the way you think you are? Wouldn't that be great? Well, you can't. All you have to do is let go of your story. And I just sit with that for a second because it was pretty powerful. It was confusing, but it was really powerful. And I had to sit back and then I even had to take that into my own. I had to take that into me and go, okay, what does that mean? Because honestly, so I've got all these wonderful things churning in me. I've got, you know, everything that's gone on the last week and feeling like I'm stuck again because I feel like I've been thrown back 10 years. And I, and, but yet I'm still trying to find that secret to moving forward. Okay, so then I listen to these inspirational things, and today every inspirational thing really is about that stuckness, and they're all talking about the past and how they are now and how they're going forward. And I thought, wow, that's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. Now I can't unwrite my past; it's happened. I can rewrite my future. I can take what I've learned from my past. And I know it hasn't worked for me. And I can look at where I'm going to go forward from here today on. And that's where the powerful thing began. When I started to go with, wait a second, I can't do this the way anybody else has done this. I have been trying, when I put it all together, I have been trying 
to take those lessons of my past, all those things that have written the story up until now, but each one of them has written the story of the present time. Each thing has been writing the story of the present time. Even the things that have happened to me in the last week have been writing the story of the present time. I need to take all those things, just like you do. And I have to take the knowledge of all those things that have not worked for me, all those beautiful things that have not worked for me. And I really have to throw them away. And then I have to figure out what I want in life. Where do I want to move forward to? What do I want to do tomorrow? Not just today, but tomorrow and next week and next year and in five years. And I have to write my own story of getting there. Now, it's incredible because it takes me back to something I had told my children and I've told my children forever. And a lot of people looked at me like, oh, my God, you're crazy. Why, why would you tell your kids this? But I've literally looked at them and I went, you know, find a passion that you want to do and then make a career. Make a spot for yourself in life based on what you want to do. If you want to grow vegetables, if you want to have a garden and your thing is you have a green thumb and you want to do this and this is your passion, but you go, God, I don't want to be a farmer. I don't want to sell to some big corporation farming. And obviously, oh my God, I, I can't make enough. I, I, I can't just grow it because growing is not going to just feed my family and pay my bills if all I do is do it on the backyard. Fine, great. But take those opportunities when you're sitting down in a restaurant that is a local restaurant and you're hearing that a small discussion somewhere that they buy from local people. And maybe their local person isn't able to supply the demand. Give them your number. Talk to them. I have a garden. I love to garden. I, I grow too much for me, but I would love to sell to you. Find that passion. Find what it is that you want to do. And then connect the dots. Because spirit is going to give you the dots. Spirit is helping you. You were born with a passion. You were born with things that you just have an innate interest in doing. Everybody has a kid or knows that kid that, oh my God, just games like no other. Or draws like no other. Or, or sings or is just interested in, in guitar music or whatever it is. We all have that because we're born with it. We're born with it. So think about those passions that you want, especially if you're stuck in a life, a career, a pathway you don't like, and you can't figure out how to get successful and how to get happy. Think about those passions, those things that you would love to do in your free time. And as you're thinking about those, and then you start to do those in your spare time, pay attention to the thoughts that are coming in, because those thoughts are your breadcrumbs to success. Those thoughts are going to tell you what to do. It's not just fantasy. It's not just fantasy. Now, I think it's funny because even as I'm going through all of this this morning, all of this this morning, and, and watching all this inspirational stuff, and, and it's all coming together piece by piece by piece. I'm going, this is crazy because it's all coming together in my head. And I went back. And this is something I go back to often in my head because I still think, why? Was I some conceited little kid? What, what, was, what was my deal? And I went back to a time, and I was in elementary school. 
And I think you all remember, I mean, most of us are old enough to remember the old gyms that had the stage up front and they used the gym as uh, the auditorium and everything, you know, it was all, all in one deal. And I can remember a little talent show our school had. And I must have been, I don't know, maybe second grade. I don't know, second grade, maybe third. And I can remember all my friends getting up there, all these different people, all these different kids getting up on that stage. And they all came in groups. They all got their buddies together and they all did something, whether it was dancing or singing or whatever, backflips, whatever they were doing. And I remember the year that I got brave enough to do it. But I didn't go with my friends. I went by myself. For some reason, I went, I want to be on that stage and I want to be by myself. And I was doing dance. I'd been doing dance for a few years by now. And, and I made up some little dance that had three or four steps that I did for a whole song. I mean, it wasn't a big talent, guys. I'll tell you what. But I can remember being so proud of myself when I got off that stage. And I will tell you what, for most kids, they probably would have thrown it out the window. But I thought, I feel like I need to be in, and I look back on that. And I think that when I look at it, and it's come up many times in lifetime. How my little body back then went, I need to be on the stage. In my head, it was probably being an actor or singer or songwriter or something. I don't know. As I got older, I've turned it away and just said, it's a stage. So this morning when that same thought came up again, I thought, first thing I thought, God, when am I ever going to hit the stage? And then I went, wait a second. I've been hitting the stage. I just haven't realized it. I hit the stage to do galleries. I hit the stage every Monday morning to talk to you guys. I hit the stage so often in my life, and I always do it as a solo act. Do I love doing it with people? I do. But the same thing that my soul knew I was going to do as a child, I'm doing it as adulthood. It doesn't matter how big the stage is, but I'm still doing it. My body, my soul knew that I wanted to be somebody of inspiration to other people. I wanted to show up and be there and in some aspect. So guys, as you go through this next week, I want you to pay attention to those feelings of being stuck. And then I want you to pay attention to how you would write your own story. What is your way? What are your thoughts of inspiration, of success in your life? What is it you want? Don't follow somebody else's business plan. Because even a business manager or business, a person that's going to teach you business has got to know you to help write a plan for you that's specific for you that you are going to be successful with. Every one of them will tell you. So figure out what is it that makes you tick. Find that passion and rewrite your story. I think if you start working those ways, you're going to start to feel un less stuck. You're going to find unstuck. You might find some happiness and you might find over the course of the next year, you becoming the person you wanted to be or never thought you could be. <laughs> Tim, once again, you're talking to you. Oh, thank you, darling. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Michelle. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this morning's babble. Um, I'm going to take a few minutes break. And when I come back, I'm going to bring in Miss Maria. This is Jet Renee here at School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. See you next time.
Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Jeanette Renee here on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. This morning, Miss Maria, I want to introduce you to her because she's a beautiful medium, a great soul, and has such a great story. Come on in, Miss Maria. Hi, love. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> what what town are you in today? <laughs> I Michigan. I am Michigan. in Michigan today. <laughs> well, I know you changed your, you know, your home recently, so I'm like, I don't recognize that from Lilydale. If you did, you're really decorated beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, um, it's been a big year. Sold my other house in Michigan, bought another house in Michigan, like 10 minutes away. And then went in with Michelle Barr with the house in Lilydale. Yes. It's been Which a big is, year. Lots of change. Lots of change. Lots of change. Well, I want to go back before all this change so people can understand how, because now you've just basically told everybody you've bought two houses in a year. So, <laughs> what do you mean? And most people like myself are like, how do you even buy one, let alone two, you know? So let's go back a little bit. Let's tell people about who you are, who you are. Miss Maria. <laughs> I am Maria Verdeschi. I am a medium. Um, and that's been from age four when I could hear spirit and we were living on Long Island. And I can remember asking my parents the first time there's people in my room, tell them to be quiet because oh. I could hear them all chatting away. They humored me the first time. Second time I got in big trouble when I went in there and said, hey, so and I, I was one, I followed the rules. I went by the rules. I never got in trouble. Um, so for me to get yelled at was a big like, oh, I better never talk about that again. Mm -hmm. And I guess not everybody sees or hears these things. So I'm going to shut my mouth and not speak of it. And I didn't until much, much later in life. I just kept it quiet. Oh, wow. I can I can resonate with that because I was the same way, you know, although I didn't see them. I just knew they were there. I could feel them. I was terrified. Oh, yeah. Terrified. Yes. You know? I can remember. And the whole like under my bed, in the closet. I'm like, they are just everywhere. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, I could feel them. Yes. Yeah. It was crazy. Now, did you're in your head and I'm just because I'm seeing this in my own head. I used to like almost imagine like I didn't know what they were so I would put I would like pretend they were sharks or I would I, it was almost like I would go down rabbit holes as a kid you know for anything that I knew of because I didn't know what it was does that make sense um, you know? I'm trying to think of what I did I would see um I mean I'd see like devas I'd see and so when I went outside, it, and I can remember even as four, because those were the days, you know, go outside even when you're four and go play. Okay. Like yeah. your parents didn't know where you were. And heck, we were like on two acres of woods mm -hmm. at four. Yeah. And I laugh at it now because I'm like, oh my God, I was not that mom. Like I kept an eye on my kids. <laughs> but for me, I'd be outside for hours and hours and hours just connecting with nature and with everything and seeing things and hearing things. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I had a deep connection with nature. Still I do. Oh, I love that. I, I, I think outside of this, we could sit down and like match stories and go, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. 
So when did you start recognizing it again that, that you were speaking to spirit? You were speaking to what you were speaking to. When did you accept that? It was kind of like on and off in my life until one day when I said, all right, I think I'm going to open that door again. I think I'm ready. I'm going to open that door. And I can remember um, my mom was still living when I opened that door. So it's been a while. And I wish I would have had a bigger conversation with her mm-hmm. because I know she was so intuitive, but we never had a conversation about it. Oh. I know she was because I know it's on that side of my family. Yeah. Um, but there just came that day when I said, all right, I- I'm not going to put this off anymore. I'm just going to do it. And I just kind of did it in a slow way until then. I just said, all right you you guys can all come in. It was kind of like an odd little thing, but then it just came like rushing in. Um, so, and I always try to tell people it it's a good thing. Like, even if you don't want to be a medium because you are connecting with the other side and all they want to do is make your life easier. They want to get you to where you need to go faster. So they want to help you. So, if you can kind of tune in on them and do it, your life's going to be a little easier. It's not that it's not hard. Mm -hmm. You still have to do the work. Right. But with the energy and with them kind of guiding you, it just makes it a little easier. Yeah. I I like how you said that, you know, um, I like how you said that, you know, you just invited them in. People don't realize it's all, it's just really that easy. Yeah. Just, you know, so many people, I, I don't know about you, but that's one of the biggest questions I get is, oh my God, how do I open up? How do I do this? And it really is just giving yourself permission and saying, come. It is. It is because that is exactly what I did. I said, all right, I'm ready. Let, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> now, did you go through, like for myself, I always tell people, I, I, I let everybody, I let the world know I'm certified, everybody. And then they go, what does that mean? I'm like, it doesn't really mean much, honestly. And they go, but it sounds important. I'm like, it does. But what it means to me is you don't have to be certified to do this. For me to get certified, it meant that I didn't believe in me and I needed somebody else to tell me I was good. You know, that's what certified means to me. You know what I mean? It's not that I didn't put a lot of work in and a lot of classes and a lot of time and a lot of practice. You know, but at the end of the day, I needed a piece of paper for somebody else to tell me I I was allowed to do this. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. did you go through that process or were you already like, okay, I can do this. I got this. Um, I can remember when I went to a a reading and the medium said, you know, you're a medium. (laughs) And I kind of laughed and it's a, and I had that happen a few times where that's what gave me the permission. Oh, I like that. It, it was like them on the other side saying, go ahead. You're, go ahead. Go ahead. See, I didn't have, I mean, I had those people that went, I sat down, they went, you know, you're better than me. And I went, at what? Like doing the laundry? <laughs> and they'd be like, you're a medium. No, this is your job. You're better. I'm here and you're better than me. Nope, I don't think so. 
you know, I, I kicked and screamed every step of the way. I think I still kick and scream, you know? So, so they were on the other side, pulling their hair out going, okay, we need the backup crew now to let her know, come on, we need the backup crew. We need more help. Yeah. And that's exactly it. That's why they put people in front of me to teach, to say we can do that. You know what I mean? So, and I, I'm always inspired by somebody that, get, that gets that little inspiration and goes, you can do this. And you're like, I can, I'm, I'm inspired by that, you know, because I think that's also helped to lead the rest of your life, you know, cause to me, I look at your life and I'm like, Oh my God, you know, you're like, money doesn't get in my way. This doesn't get in my way. I don't, you don't let anything get in your way. You know? I try not to. So it's not that it's all rainbows and unicorns. I like to remind people of that because can I get in my own way? And I'm human. I can mm -hmm. get in my own way and I can get tripped up on things. But then what I do is I step back and I, and I talk to myself, okay, are you now stepping into fear, Maria? Is that what's going on? Is that what's going on? Or is this something that is not possible right now? Or is this your fear? And I'll listen because I know I'll get an answer with it. And if it's fear, I'll start laughing and go, okay, I'm stepping out of that circle now and I'm moving forward. Oh, I like that. Is that how you've done this journey a lot of the ways? Because even though somebody told you you were a medium, to go and do that first reading, to do that first everything? is A lot of things I do. It's... um. I'm a little stubborn and I'm a little, if someone says you can't do it, I've always been a, oh, you're saying I can't. So I probably can, but did it trip me up at times? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I was that kid that got tripped up a lot in school and was very quiet, sat in the back row. Oh my God, don't call on me like that kind of a thing. Um, so I can trip myself up. Absolutely. Um, and I try not to be so stubborn now mm -hmm. because when you're too stubborn, then you're not really listening to the messages to get mm -hmm. you to where you need to be easier. Um, I used to be the, oh, well, you're telling me to go right. So maybe I'm supposed to go left. I'm going to go left. So it, trial and error and just having a really good sense of humor because I am definitely able to laugh at myself. Definitely. I, I, love, I love how you're stubborn with it, you know, because I am too, but I don't go left. I just put my feet in the ground and don't move. <laughs> I don't go where I'm like, mm. <laughs> that's where I get myself in trouble. I don't, I don't even take the wrong turn to figure out what I'm not supposed to do. <laughs> Oh, so, I like that. so how did you continue on this journey from, you know, you're in your medium to, to doing things? Did you just start jumping into readings? Did you, where, where did you go from that? Basically I, um, I did kind of just jump into it and I practiced for a few years with friends. Oh. So it's not like I jumped into it and started charging for readings. Right. I practiced for quite a few years. Before I even thought, you know what? I think I can charge for this now. I think I'm able to get enough information that I could do that. Mm -hmm. um, because it took a while for me to develop that um, relationship with spirit to understand 
what they were telling me, what the messages were like that, that took a little bit. It took a little bit of me getting out of my own way again. Yeah, that's hard. That seems to be the, you know, as we've been talking for this few minutes, it seems to be the same thing that keeps coming back and forth, getting out of your own way, getting out of your own way. Was that something you, I know for myself, when something comes back over and over again, it's usually my biggest obstacle, you know? So were you a person when you're like younger in your own way or were you just inspired to get out of it? Yeah. Um, No, in my own way and stubborn and yeah, I I definitely made things harder than they had to be. Yeah. It's, it sounds like it. Cause I know you've said it a few times. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. Like for myself, I don't have a fear. I, I get terrified. Don't get me wrong. I'm like anybody, but my thought process is I'm scared. Well, if I want to do this, I've got to be able to get through this first and just get it behind me and it's done, you know, and then I never have to do it again. But I know other people that fear really paralyzes them. You know, that it kind of used to where it doesn't now. So I'll address the fear and say, okay, I feel you. I know you're here, but I need to do this. Yeah. So you're going to settle down. I talk to myself a lot. Um, <laughs> and I just kind of talk my way through it. And then that seems to work. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember when I first started out, especially you might be able to resonate with this also, where I'd be giving like a friend a reading and some names would pop in my head and it would be, and this goes back to school, mm-hmm. grade school, giving the wrong answer. I never wanted to give the wrong answer. Never. I never wanted to be told I was wrong or being reprimanded. That goes back to my mom and dad. I was yeah. the good kid. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I wouldn't say it and I would keep the name in. And then later they would say, oh, well, Uncle John or, you know, Aunt Susie. And I'd be like, I missed that opportunity. I should have said it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see, I love it because I don't get names. I'm not a name person. I don't get them all the time. But when I do, I do spit them out now. And even if I get a no, I'll tell people, just remember me saying that name because I don't get names a lot. And when I do, they definitely are connected with someone. And I love it because people will send me an email. Oh, my gosh, that was so-and-so. And and I had totally forgotten. Mm -hmm. Um, I've even had it where that was a good friend of mine. I must have had some kind of amnesia that I did not remember that was a good friend of mine. I missed that opportunity to get the messages. Yep. I love that. I I get it too because I do the same thing and I'll go, okay, I'm getting a John. Probably isn't correct. It's okay, but spirit's given to me and I'm working on this trust thing. So I'm going to tell you what John is. Now, John could be Uncle John, Brother John, Father John. You have to go to the John. John, no, I don't know what John's about, but I'm going to give you John. And people look at me. I'm like, to me, I'm going, it's trust. It's It's me trusting spirit, you know? So I get names more of, I'm hearing you have to jack them up. And they're going, his name is Jack. Oh, okay. Or pearly white eyes. Oh, her name was Pearl. Oh, thank you. Spirit is very creative with me because I'm a babbler. I love that. I love that. They'll, um, I just had a group reading yesterday and um, all of a sudden, they'll do it through songs with me too, with different oh. messages for here and there. And yep. all of a sudden, 
the song going through my head is, I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> and I heard in the very beginning, you know, oh my God, Becky. So I said, um, so you've got a loved one here named Becky. And again, it was trust with spirit. And I trust them that if they're going to give me this, it's real. And yeah. she goes, oh yeah, that was my aunt. And I said, all right, I got to tell you how I got her name. Because the group needed some laughter because laughter opens up your heart. Yep. And their hearts were all open because they were laughing. I love that. Oh, my God. I have got to tell you something that happened this weekend, because you are going to die with this. And I'm sure it's happened with you. I was doing, you know, the group reading on Saturday at an event. And I'm doing one blah, 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 beautiful message. And I look over and out of nowhere, a little screw ends up on the carpet and I'm like and it was not there I'd already been in this is the second time I've been in this room did a a, a teaching discussion gone for an hour come back did readings not there also it magically appears on the ground I went I looked down I picked it up I said somebody's gonna start screwing with me soon and I put it down start to speak to another lady all of a sudden I hear a big song in my head Dale you know, from Beetlejuice and I say it and I'm like oh this is a separate spirit I'm gonna make them sit over here I need to talk to this this timid grandma first talk to this little beautiful lady send her on her way and also i hear and i see my mom nail nail and it's in my head and i'm like okay guys i don't know if this is beetlejuice or if it's a song or what it is and i'm singing and dancing up there right because this is what this guy's got me doing and i'm like this i mean it ends up being amazing and then before i'm done he you know because the lady he belongs to just starts busting out laughing because it's her, her brother and it's his song and blah, blah, blah. And then I hear, oh, I'm just screwing with you. And I went, oh, you little jerk. And oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. So he had already started the messages. Like he was, he was like gearing up. And his sister even afterwards said, I knew the minute you said somebody was going to be screwing with you, I knew it was my brother. I knew because that's how he was. I and love I went, that. Wow, that's incredible. So to me, anything we get, whether it's here, our senses or sight or finding something, it's huge. Oh yeah. I I I am I really take notice on what's happening like right before reading. Mm-hmm. And during the reading, I take notice. I take notice in how they have me spit things out. Mm-hmm. Because I'll stop and I'll say, Oh, wait a minute. They've now had me give that same message three times. There is something with this that they keep circling back with this. And I'll talk out loud and tell them. And then I'll get part two of the message that is circled around that energy of what I had already spit out. So I've gotten better on really, really, really paying attention over the years and kind of stopping and sitting back and going, oh, there's something with that. Mm-hmm. Now, does ever anything ever come in the limelight of your viewpoint, and you go, "That has nothing to do with this reading"? Does that make sense? I've had it happen to me once now, where you'll get some information, but you know the energy doesn't fit. Yeah. Well, I was I'm sure a, I've had that happen. I was at an event a few weeks ago, and I'm that person that takes everything because I'm really good at blocking out. I do a lot of events. I'm really good at blocking it all out because it's like too much. I'm doing this reading, da da da, and all of a sudden, Michael, My- Michael Myers out of nowhere starts walking towards. <laughs> oh, I love that! And I'm like, verbally looked at her and said, "You have nothing to do with this reading." 
I love that. I had to acknowledge for once in my life, you have nothing to do with this. Back off. Oh, wow. I was thinking this was right before Halloween and somebody was dressed up as them, but it was like something actually caught my eye that normally I would put in a reading and I had to actually back up and consciously go intuit it. Like, no, you don't belong here, you know? So that's a whole different part of reading that people don't realize. It was, we're always intuiting everything around us. Even our words. So have you had it where you spit out a word, but you almost want to regurgitate it because you're like, oh, no, that's not the right word. And I'll say it out loud. If I can catch it quick enough, I'll go, oh, no. And I'll literally have it maybe halfway out where I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's not the right word. Because mm -hmm. we all take words differently. Yeah. Yeah. Or I do a lot of, I'm going to say this but you're going to have to let me talk through this because what I'm going to say is going to make absolutely no sense to you because it's not the correct terminology in any way, shape or form, but give me a moment to explain through it. And then let's see if you can understand it. And sure enough, when I first say it, they go, and I'm like, hold on. I told you this was a process. Right. Right. <laughs> because I understand my terminology is not going to match this person. You know, and I find with people that are highly educated, because I'm not highly educated, I'm not this brainiac person, you know, so I find that when I have very intelligent people in front of me, I know my way of thinking is not even close to their way of thinking. So I will spit it out and say, hold on, let me explain. And they'll go, okay. And then they get it. Then it makes sense. I get that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I'm, I, I think I would have to go back to school to be a doctor, a neurologist, or something to be able to match wits with, you know, a lot of the people I speak with. So. Oh, I'm the, you'll love this. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what this is called, but it's like around here and I'll go, and this is around it and this happens and it, it kind of affects this, but, and I'll do stuff like that. Yeah. And then if they're a doctor or have medical knowledge, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. But yeah. they do, they have to go through my process of me going, but it kind of does this and it can kind of make you feel tired. And yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I get that all the time. And then things that, you know, it's like, boom, right there. And you're like, how that, how did, you know, engineers right now, I can pop them out like, like they're, gel, you know, and every type of engineer pop it out right now. And it's not even that I have a lot of um, experience with it, but I have a, a lot of engineer type people in my family. So I can see if it's mechanical or if it's this or it's that, you know, so it's literally our library and then spirit uses this live. I mean, and I try, I don't know about you, but I try to explain to people are my library. My life is what I use to, to talk to spirit or they use of me. Well, you put you in a public demonstration. It's a whole new crapshoot. It's a whole new ball of, get, ball of wax. Yeah. Now, oh, yeah. how do you go about those? How do you go about your galleries? How do how do you handle all those different things that happen? Um, I'll do the blocking out of, and if I feel like all of a sudden someone's trying to get in from someone else, I'll say, "No, you like." And a lot of times, I'm doing it in my head. You got to wait your turn. Mm -hmm. Just step back and wait your turn. Um, God, that's a good question. Because we are, our brains, I don't think people realize how much we're doing behind the scenes in our head, mm -hmm. all in a split second. Mm -hmm. We are doing so much. 
-hmm. and we're having conversations with all of them. And this is all in a split second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. When you sit back and think about it, it's like, that is just crazy. Am I really doing that? That's nuts. Can you, I, I totally get it. And it wasn't until, I will honestly tell you, it wasn't probably until the last mastermind that we were there that I've done a lot of thinking about that right there. You know what I mean? And the incredible stuff that goes happens in our brain when you're doing a reading, because I'll sit back and I'll start tearing apart. And I'm like, I'm almost baffled by it. But can you explain to people more about that behind the scenes of what's happening up there? You know so, what I mean? Oh, it's and I argue, I argue with your loved ones. Oh yeah. That's never oh, yeah. going to end. It's never going to, I laugh. And during the reading too, I'm always thanking them. Oh my God. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for sticking with me. And this is spirit um, that I'm sitting there because, and I a few more about that too, saying they must be like, Oh my God, we need help. We need a bigger crew. She is not understanding this. We need help. Um, So that is, so what's going through my mind during it is they might be telling me, oh, my name's Susie. But really, and this is me, but really, is it Susie? Is it? Yeah, I'm cousin Susie. Really, though? Are you cousin Susie? This is all in a split second. Mm Mm-hmm. Until then, I'll spit out. I got Susie here. Oh, yeah, it's my cousin. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm really <laughs> sorry. I even doubted you. Of course, your cousin Susan. And then, you know, they'll start either making me feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. So I'll start feeling it. Like, I'm feeling, and it's it's an odd thing to say, I'm feeling like, she loved the color pink because mm-hmm. I'll just start feeling it. It's not that I'm seeing something. It's not that she's telling me I'll start feeling it um, or I'll start feeling what she did in life. Um, mostly what they do is for me, they come in and they'll give me the characteristics of how they were in life. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they're telling me it. Sometimes they're just making me feel it where maybe they'll start hitting my throat center and I'll, oh, she wasn't the best communicator. She kind of threw up things that Mm -hmm. really would have been better if she just had kept them to herself. Oh yeah, that was aunt Susie. Yes. So they will give me those characteristics of how they were. Right. I love that. And it all happens at once. In a second. In a split second. In a split second. Yeah. It's crazy how that works. You know, it's just, it's crazy how that works. You know, because people don't realize. I, I, I know how you stated, you know, in your childhood, you were a person that sat back in the back of the room and, and, you know, don't look at me. Where I was the talker. I was the know-it-all. I was the one, you couldn't get me to show up. Like my hand, my mouth started and then my hand went off. You know, I was, I was that annoying person. And I still do that in readings. <laughs> I look at people, do you want psychic? Do you want medium show? Or do you just want me to babble? I'm a good babbler. And they'll go, just babble. Cause I don't know what I want. And that's, you know, and I just start going to the, and everything that hits my brain and people go, 
like you just blew me over because everything in the hits moment, 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 I'm spitting out. You know, I, I try because if I give my chance myself that chance to start arguing, I get in my head. I'm I'm horrible. I get in my head. <laughs> I am pretty good about not getting in my head because what I'll do is I give out some information and then I'll say, does that make sense? Okay. And then I give out more information. I say, does that make sense? What, how I would get in my head is if I gave out a ton of information and said, does that make sense? And they would say, no, I'd sit there and go, shit, what piece doesn't make sense? Now I'm in my head thinking. So that's why I do it that way. And usually I'm not even looking at the person. Usually right. I'm looking like straight ahead if they're on my side or I'm looking over. I don't want to see really their reaction because that's also going to mess with me. Right. I like, I like that. I like how you're explaining that because I know everybody's different. Everybody's complete. I just put your website up on the screen. That's oh, what I was doing over you. here. I'm like, I got to find a way. I want to put it up there. So people feel people need to see this. <laughs> they need to get a hold Thank of you. you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, that's, I wasn't ignoring you. I was listening and, and copy and paste. I, I don't do well. I got motivated. like, thanks to you. Thank you. <laughs> I knew somebody <laughs> was like, how do I get a hold of her? I heard it in my head. Like, oh, here you go. This, there you go. And I like how you're explaining all that, because I think those are the, those are the pieces that people don't understand. You know, they see us stand up on, on front of a stage and they see us saying all these things, but they don't realize everything that's going on. It is so much, so much. Now, do you find yourself when you're not doing readings to be right on, like right in, in your daily activity? Like myself, I, I keep telling people, I just got menopausal brain. Like before I used to do readings, I could remember the date, you know, what the bug landed on my pillow that I seen one time. In my, I could tell you the date and time. All that information's gone. All of that. It's like, yeah, everything's gone. I tell people I got like, menopausal brain. I've got an old brain and I don't know if I just don't care anymore or if it's just that I'm so used to being da -da 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 here that when I'm not doing this, it's like, just take a vacation, you know, <laughs> just take a break. I'm like that. So the funny thing is, um, in my new house in Michigan, uh, my kids know how horrible I am with names. Just like, I don't remember people's names. I'm horrible. And so now I'm showing off going, oh, hold on. Lori's across the street. Isabella, she lives over in that house diagonal. Oh, her husband's Bob. I've got, let's see, two houses down is Roger. Next to Roger's Deborah. Mm -hmm. And then, and they're like, who are you? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm remembering my neighbor's names, but I am remembering their names. That's incredible. I can remember when I used to work. God, that's an awful word. <laughs> I don't work anymore. You know what I mean? I, I'm living life. There's a difference. But I remember when I worked, I couldn't remember names. I mean, I would have to work with the same people for a month, month and a half before I'd remember one name. It took me forever. And if I was a nurse, so a patient, forget, I can remember your room number. I can remember every disease process you got and your blood sugar for the last three days. But your name was not going to be part of this ever. 
I, oh God, I totally hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm working on pronunciation of names now, even. I even, and, and it's wonderful because the viewers always, they all know. And I'm like, I'm not. So it's like, I'm like, Maria Berdishi. And I'm like, I probably just screwed this up, guys, but I tried again. You see, I tried. <laughs> they, they laugh at me. They're like, she's trying. She's trying. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. You know? Um, so have you ever, I can remember this when my kids were small and my son was in hockey where <laughs> a mother had a full conversation with me, but in my mind, I'm going, who are you and what's your name? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh yeah, and this and that, like she knew everything. And I'm sitting there blank going, but I guess I'm a good actress. Oh yeah. The whole time, who are you and what's your name? Yep. The whole time. It's I, horrible. I still, do that. I still do that. I'm awful. I have to, I find now I have to put it in motion with the person's name. I have to, I actually tear, take that clear sentence now because I'm like, okay, I can remember what they, because I remember energy. Like if yeah, I've not, if I, I can read for somebody and I can literally go, I have no clue what your name is. I have no clue what you look like, but I know I write for you because I, I know your energy. So I know it's a feeling. So now what I'm trying to do is put names and feelings together or names, faces, and feelings together to try to build that, to go, I can remember the feeling you gave me. Really oh, weird. I like but that. It's just the way I've been trying to do it. You know, like if not, I get lost. I can't figure out anything because I do. I, my brain goes into that. I, I'm just forgetful. You know, so, and it's okay. It's totally okay. I, I don't fight it anymore. I don't, you know, I try. I, I'm finding other techniques. But even when people start to correct me on things, I'll just look at them in my head. I'm like, you're probably right. And I'm not going to give any more energy to it. If not, we're not going to listen to anything you say right now because <laughs> I'm going to be unfocused on this, you know? So I, for myself, I've been trying to pay more attention to the words versus what I've forgotten. And I'll figure out what I've forgotten later. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So what are some major things going on in your life? You know, I, I, you know, I'm going to the Thomas John and all the stuff. I'm like working my way up to that, you know? And oh, it's been fun working with him. That was a whole, and he did the forward for my book. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a really good guy. It's been fun working with him. How did, um, you end up, how did you end up there? How do you go from somebody, some crazy lady saying you're a medium? Because <laughs> let's face it. That's what we think of that person. When they say you're a medium, you go, you just threw everything they said right out the window and you went, you're crazy. Oh and yeah. Nothing you just said is correct. Even mm -hmm. though they hit the nail on everything to working with Thomas John. Um, that's a, you know, I have taken class with, with him over the years and he had some fun ones too, where he would do these things where he wouldn't show a picture, but maybe he'd give you someone's name mm -hmm. and say, you know, this is a friend of mine. What do you pick up? And then I'd start seeing what they look like. So I started feeling like, all right, maybe there's something to this. Maybe there's something to this. And then um, I just knew he was going to write the forward to the book. 
Uh, and that was before I started working with them. So don't, it's like my mom was in my ear going, well, he's going to write the foreword. He's the one. So I, and then I was, he did a, um, in Kripala, which is in Massachusetts, it, he did like a week long mediumship thing. And that's when I asked him, I said, you know, I'm doing this book. Um, I think the book was already out. That's right. The book was already out and I had brought a copy for him and I said, will you do the foreword? So I added the foreword in after the book was already out. Oh, wow. That's incredible. That's knowing. Yeah. No one else was going to do the foreword, but I knew I had to ask him in person. Wow. And then you just took the stage with him. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. It gets a little intimidating because he is, he's really good on names and he just like spits them out. And so, I mean, please. I think it's a guy thing. <laughs> it, it can be really intimidating doing a group event with him. Right. And, um, but uh, that's when I sit there and go, no, I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. I am supposed to be here. Yeah. I think names are a guy thing. I really do. And you know what the image I have in my hand is? You know how men shake. Women don't. Women will hug. Women will kiss. Women will oh, do that's this. that's true. Men shake. And they'll, and they'll go, hi, my name's John. John, hi. My name, is, my name is Tom. Nice to meet you. And they will say, John, my name's John. Your name is this. And they, it's almost like they're putting it in their head. Yes. You know, if you watch that, you know how men will do that. And then you That's look, really oh, true. That's why they get names. You know, that's, that's just why they get names. You know, they're drilling them in. We don't repeat the name. We give them a hug. Yeah. We give them a, Oh, hi. I'm so glad to meet you. Yes. Right. Oh yeah. And then I sit there and go, Oh God, <laughs> you just gave me the name. I'm not afraid now to ask for the name again. Yes. Like even if it was a minute ago, they gave it to me. I'll say, you know what? I'm really sorry. I'm so bad at names. Can I have your name one more time? Mm -hmm. Because I really want to remember that name. Yeah. I also look at name takes now for people. So I yeah. could be anywhere and I could be like checking out a Walmart or someplace and I'll see their name and I'll say, thank you, whatever your name is. So gosh, I hope they always use their name. If not, I'm calling them, you know, whatever. But I will say that, you know, thank you so much for, you know, so-and-so for being so special or treat me so great or have a blessed day, so-and-so, you know, so I'm always trying not to put that name back in because I know it's something I struggle with, you know, and those are all tips that people don't realize that are out there listening. These are tips that we use to, to get us better. You know, yeah. we are, I mean, I don't know about you. I'm constantly working on my abilities. I'm constantly working on this. They're constantly changing, you know? Exactly. Oh, I am too. I'm constantly working on it, um, doing practice sessions. Um, I mean, currently I'm working with three different people because I've got Andy Bing and Thomas also. Um, so it's a little crazy this year, but I am, and it's not that I'm sitting here going, I want to be the best medium in the world. No. I just want to be the best that I can be to deliver the messages. Yeah. I really want to do the best that I can do right. with delivering the messages to people. I respect spirit so much 
Um, I trust in them and I just want to do the best job I can. Mm -hmm. So I will be always, always, always working on my mediumship until the day I die. Um, and it does your mediumship changes and boy, you better have a sense of humor with that too, because you got to get on board immediately and go, Oh, it's changing. All right, here, I got to get on that boat. Let's go. Mm -hmm. That happened to this weekend. Two days, two different events. And Spirit said, guess what? And I went, no. What are we doing now? <laughs> and people don't realize that. It yeah. changes. And you, it's an elevation. It's an elevation. It's getting information easy. I honestly think it's to help us so we don't have to work as hard. Definitely. You know? And they're making it easier for us. But it's such, it's a, I always call it a struggle bus to get back on that bus that they've just changed up. Because for some reason, I like my two by four therapy that makes it harder to get the information because it's more comfortable. Oh my God. I so resonate with that. And then once we get on board and we do it, we're like, oh, all right. Okay, so you were right. Big deal. Whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, it is crazy because we do. We get comfortable with the hard way. Mm -hmm. And we think, but I know how to do it this way. And this is good. This is, but it's good. Yeah. Don't you want it to be better? And that's when I sit there and go, all right. Mm -hmm. All right. You got me. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you know Harry Potter at all? The books mm -hmm. or the movie? Okay. Anybody knows me? I'm 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 obsessed. I was never obsessed. Now I'm. I don't even know. I became obsessed. And while we're talking about this, I'm literally. I don't even know which movie it is. Where he gets on the bus, the midnight bus, um, wayward witches or whatever, the double decker, and he gets on there like, am I supposed to go there? Am I really supposed to do this? And he gets on. And there's a shrunken head and the old man that's blind driving and all this. And he finally gets used to the bus moving at this rate because it takes off. You know what I mean? It's like he's thrown black. He stands up. He gets his feet going. And all of a sudden, boom, he smashes the windshield. And he goes, oh, my God. You know, and and all the way in the background, he's got, I just screwed up my head. And I don't know where they're taking me, but I'm homeless. You know what I mean? And all this is going on, this craziness. And when they finally get him to his destination, they slam against the, wheel, the window again. He gets off the bus to go, oh, my God, I lived. To go in to think he's taking the consequences of the is it the Ministry of Magic? I this is what's in my head right now. This is what's playing in my head. To sit down and the guy's going, oh, we're gonna forget about that. Everything's been fixed. And he's like, but don't you need to punish me? And he's like, why? Just let's forget about it. Let's move on. Let's let's move on from the experiences you've just had to a better way of being, because you're going into more unknown anyway. You know, because you're going into an unknown. And that's what we're doing all the time. We're always on this struggle bus that's always throwing us all over the place. You love the analogies they give me? This is how I, I, love it. I, this is how I read. <laughs> I think that that's perfect because his bus ride probably happened in a split second. Yes. Yeah. I because love that. Anybody that's seen the movie and you see this, it's like literally the bus, they're showing the dynamic of this bus moving and it's streaks of light going by streaks of light because it's going so fast 
so incredibly fast. I love it. I'm sure I saw the bus scene, but I don't remember it. I've seen them. It was so long ago that I've seen the movies. 25 years ago. Don't worry. It's okay. Oh, God. Thank you. Yeah. It has been a long time. Yeah. It's, um, it's just what goes through my head because they show me a lot of movies. They show me old movies. They show me present movies. I'm not a big mo music person. So if I hear music, it's like, oh, I need to pay attention. For me, they show me movies. And I don't even watch TV anymore, really. So it's it's incredible. You know, I, I see Leave it to Beaver in my head or Shirley Temple scenes or whatever it's i did a whole reading on um get a garbo one time and i'm like i think i've seen two of her movies i love it though it's just it's just i love things. it well the people that you're talking to understand the information you're getting yes yes you know? i had that with um someone it was a little while ago and i stopped and i because i felt like i was on the trolley for mr rogers Oh, I love that. And then I stopped and I said, oh, you live in a neighborhood that's like Mr. Rogers. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody's really friendly. Everybody's lawn is green. Everybody takes care of everything. She started laughing and she goes, yes, I do. It's huge, isn't it? Yeah. We don't even have to say the Mr. Rogers part either. We just know. Mm -hmm. And those are links. Those are beautiful links that we get. And people to make understand. our job a little easier. So mm -hmm. to get us to where, to get us to that message so that that person knows we're talking to, if it's a grandfather, a mother, whoever it is, they're sitting there going, oh my God, they are connecting with that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy. And I think spirit tries to do it, the shortcuts for us all the time. You know, I think they try to do the shortcuts. You know, oh, I'm so sure of it. Our brains are really working with that. Yes. You know, so let's I talk about it. your book. Let's talk about your book. I want to hear about your book. What's your book about? My <laughs> book, There Is No Death, Only Life. And really the book is dedicated to um, my mom. My mom was the big inspiration for it. So she passed in 2009. She had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And she was so afraid of death, terrified of it. And, you know, which a lot of people are. And I guess at that time, that's when I kind of sat there and said, wow, people need to know this isn't so scary. I need to write a book. It took 10 years, but I did write the book. Um, and it, it's funny how things can push us so I started out in the beginning, if you remember, with when someone tells me I can't do something that gives me the energy to do it. Right. I was told I had just ended a relationship and I had been told through this whole relationship, he kept saying, well, I'm the writer. Yeah, you're not the writer and I'll write the book. And it never sounded right. But again, I'm also someone that will not start an argument. So it was just a, oh, sure, yeah. But even though in my mind, I knew that that wasn't how it was going to play out. So here I was told for years that I'm not a writer. When I ended that relationship, and he really pissed me off too at the end of what things that he did, where he kind of fueled the fire for me, which is exactly what I needed. Because I said, screw you, I'm writing that book. And I was told I'm not a teacher. 
You're not a teacher. You can't teach classes. Oh, really? I think I convinced you you are. <laughs> yeah. And that's when I said, oh, I'm getting some classes on my website now, too. Yeah. And he had done my original website. And I said, oh, I need to scrap that whole thing, that energy. And now I'm going to get someone to build a new one. So it was very, very helpful because it really got my ass moving on things that I was sitting on. It got me moving. And I thank the universe all the time. And I actually thank that person in my head. Thank you. You got me moving on these things I needed to move on. I appreciate you and thank you. Um, so with my, I can, can remember like sitting with my mom thinking people need to know it's not that scary and that your loved ones are right here and they're going to help you through it. They are going to be there. So fast forward now 10 years and I said, all right, it's time now for the book. And I booked a, there was a book signing, like a book fair kind of thing that was right basically in my backyard. And I was invited to do it. I didn't even have the book written. <sighs> and I said, yes, yes. I saw myself there. I saw myself signing. And I said, yes, I'm going to do that. So that was a good goal. Yeah. Because I was there at that book signing. I yeah. did make it. The book was done. Um, but it was um, really a book. And I have some client stories in it also. Mm -hmm. And the client stories are also to show people other examples, other people's stories of how spirit's there and spirit's there to help us. And these. And what they can do. I had one where um, it was her sister and she was um, going to donate some organs. Mm -hmm. And so they had, and there was two of the sisters were in the operating room while the sister was having this done, like some organs taken out for transfer. And one of the nurses said, let's play some music. And they were like, oh, yeah. So the one sister said, I've got Spotify here. Let me. And with that, it's random. What song comes on? It is a random thing. The song that came on was um, Leaving in a Jet Plane. Oh, wow. And she was also a stewardess. So... I, I mean, if that does not tell you something right there. It's incredible. Yeah, that was the song that came on. So it's there's also different stories in the book to say, listen, we don't just die. Mm -hmm. That's not what happens. We don't just die and that's the end of it. Right. It's incredible, isn't it? It is. It really is. It is. And then with the whole Thomas John thing, it's like, I just saw it. He was the one that was going to do the forward and I just saw it. It's just, it's always incredible, isn't it? It's always, because you're making me honestly think about back of people that have come to me and said they had dreams of me and what they were going to do for me. And I'm like, and now I'm looking at it going, wait a second, that, 
debt is probably going to happen if it hasn't already happened. And now I can see how it's going to happen or things within myself that I've seen, you know? So right. I, think it's, I think it's incredible. It's, but it's following the breadcrumbs. It's not being stubborn. I think it's, it's about not being stubborn and following the breadcrumbs. I'm just going, I always look at my grandson cause he's three and he, he asked me how he, he ever picked it up because I don't think he got it in Blippi or any other cartoon that he watches. But he does this if you if he gets disappointed if you tell him no he goes oh and he shoulders go he's like this and he just gives in like okay <laughs> like he's wounded and he does this whole walking hunched over thing you know and I think about that sometimes and when he does that and even though I want to giggle I go that's how I have to be in life sometimes when it works with spirit I have to just literally take my full guard down and just drop and go, okay, I'll do it. You oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, oh, yeah. You know, I, I have learned that. Yeah. I have learned that. Do, but I have, uh, because we're getting messages all the time and we're getting messages like to keep ourselves safe. Yeah. I had it um, one time and my mom, like I said, is my biggest guide over there. I had it where um, a client my client that I usually would stay at her house when I go up north to do readings, she was having her floors redone. So mm-hmm. another one stepped in and said, oh, my God, you can have my house for the weekend. I'm going to I'll go stay somewhere else. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, thanks. So went to her house, which you have to go up on a hill. It's surrounded by trees. Got there, started unpacking some of my stuff. And then I got sidetracked, which is easy for me to do. And then it's like 1130 at night. And I said, oh, I need to finish unpacking the car. And I hear my mom say, but what about the bear? Right. And I said, oh, but no, I want to be ready for my clients. So I'm going to go and unpack and get the stuff. That's all fine. But what are you going to do about that bear out there? I stopped and said, thank you, mom. I'm not going to go. I'll do it in the morning. Second client in said, did Juliet warn you about the bear that's on the property? Don't go outside at night if you don't have to. But if you do make a lot of noise, that's what our loved ones do for us on the other side. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I did not want to be mangled by a bear. I get it. I get it. I didn't have time for the hospital visit. So, yep, I get it. I had, I I had a busy weekend. Right. I get it. You know, and people don't understand all that. You know, people just don't understand all that. It's so funny because even as you're talking about that and, you know, like I'm going to Tampa in less than a month. Okay. And, and I should have bought my plane ticket, what, two months ago, whatever it was, I should have. <laughs> and I've looked at plane tickets and they've, I, they've been really big fares. I'm hearing about other people from coming from different parts of the country going, Oh my God, fare is so expensive. Like this, this is ex- the plane tickets have gone through the roof and I'm in my head going, maybe I'll just drive. It's only a 19 hour drive, blah, blah, blah. Literally. We had this huge family discussion going last week, huge family, like the type of discussion you do not pick up your phone or anything, you know, no distraction. All of a sudden in my head, I hear book it. I pick up my phone, put it down. $156 round ticket. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was just like, you hear it come in, you act on it because it's yes. for a reason. Yes. And everybody in my family is like, what did you just do? Oh, I just booked my ticket to Florida. And they're like, now? Well, they told me to. 
And people think we're nuts. Yeah. I, I get that. Hour, it probably would have went up to $300. It was book yes. it now. Yes. You know? I love that. I love that because I really learned to act on things yeah. like that and just do it. And yeah. hard things. Like when I got the message to sell my house, yeah. I cried. And I was like, but I don't want to sell. No, it's time. And it was time because by selling that house, I was able to do so many other things. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about one of those things, which was Lilydale. Okay. Oh, there's no way I would have been because that was cash. That's a cash house. I mean, people don't realize Lilydale, number one, and, and clearly Maria knows so much more about Lilydale because you, you own a home there. But Lilydale is, is the largest spiritualist community in the United States. I think it's in the world. You know, it's one of, it's not the only freestanding ones. I know there's other ones, but to me, it's the only one, even though there's some. Um, but it is a place where you own your home, but you don't own the property on your home, which you can't get a mortgage for. You have to pay cash no matter what. And it's not like you're buying a, a $10,000 house. These are houses that can be very expensive, like any place else in the country. And you have to buy it now or it's gone. So how do you all of a sudden just go, poof, there's the I mean, how do you manifest that? How does that, how does that occur? I sat with it and I listened. So in my head, I kept thinking, oh, I'm supposed to borrow the money, like take a mortgage out on my house and borrow the money that way. That's what I do. That's what I'm going to do. But it kept hitting my solar plexus where I question it going, maybe I'm not supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, selling my house was nowhere in my radar. That was not when I celebrated Christmas last year. Did I think that was the last Christmas in that house? No, no. So in February is when my mom tapped me on the shoulder saying, it's time. And I knew what she meant by when she said it's time. And I said, shit, no, yeah. no, I'm not. No, this is a house I'd been in for 14 years. Finally got it exactly the way I wanted it. It was perfect. And, but you know what? I started, you asked Michelle Barr. Yeah. I started packing that day. Oh my gosh. Because I needed to set that energy in motion and I needed to let spirit know, I hear you. I'm going to do it. I may cry, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Kind of like that five-year-old going, fine, I'll do it. Got to yeah. do it. Yeah. So yeah. started, I think even that day I ordered like a hundred boxes on Amazon. It's like, okay, I mean business. I just want to let you guys know I'm going to do it. So I also knew that my house was going to go for 30,000 over because my mom told me. Oh, wow. I knew it was going to sell in hours, which it did. And I knew when it needed to be put up on the market. I listened to all of that. Cause even my realtor, she saw how stressed out I was. I was so stressed. And she, and I was daughter from um, school in DC college while the open house was going on. And she said, Maria, you're so stressed. Let's do it the next week. And I said, but it can't be the next week. It needs to be this week. Mm -hmm. And don't worry, it's going to sell in hours. So just, and luckily my realtor spiritual, she got all that. And she said, okay. She said, okay. Really? And it did. I had three bids in. 
and it went for 30,000 over everything that my mom told me. So wow. the extra 30,000 that allowed for the realtors to be paid. That's awesome. And then I had so much equity in that house that it was a, here's the 75 to pay for it. Here, I put 60% down on my new house. 60%. That's huge. Um, and I also, everything was going over in price. Right. And it was really just making me irritated because I'm looking at these houses going, I don't understand this. This needs so much work. This is junk. Right. And But I was going along with the energy of, well, I guess this is what I have to do. Yeah. Until I said, I'm not doing this. I'm paying less. This is a bunch of bull crap and I'm not paying over. Right. I got my house for 25,000 less. But I had to let spirit know I wasn't on board with it. That's huge. It is. It's huge. And people don't realize that. People don't. You know, like I was talking about the show before you got on, it's like we're always doing what society says we need to do. And we you need to get off of that trolley, get off that bandwagon and do it the way you want to do it. Right. Right. And I was not okay. I was going along with it because I thought, well, this is what's going on. All right. Yeah. I guess I have to yeah. until I got mad, got that Italian mad and said, mm -hmm. No, this is not okay. These houses need so much work. This is not okay. Right. I love that. I love that. You're you're giving me so much inspiration right now. You don't even know. You don't even know. All those things I went, oh, I can't do this. Oh, yes, I can. Yes, yes I can. You can. You can do I anything. Can. And this is my time frame. Boom. There you go. Done. You know? So, you can do anything. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for that. So what do you have coming up? What do you have coming up that is people can come see you? People can do. Are you writing a book? Are you are you what are you doing? I not writing the second one yet, but it is kind of like in that energy of it's going to happen. Yeah. I just need to get through all of this because this house is totally being like redone. Yeah. Um so I and it's, it's, um, it won't be like totally finished because I can't afford to totally finish it. So then it will go into stages. Right. Um, but by January, I'm going to be doing some new things. So I'll have like classes up in January. I've got a small intimate group, like of eight in December that is not filled yet. Um, and I'm just looking forward to the new stuff that's going to be happening. Um, teaching a couple classes in Lilydale next year. Um, spending more time in Lilydale. So I'm really like, I didn't really get to enjoy it this year. Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, my had my son drive the, I don't know, 26 foot U-Haul up there. Right. And as I like to remind everybody, I'm not a hoarder. I'm just really lucky that I was able to drop off a house full of furniture. Um, 
and <laughs> all this for today <laughs> and all the cement things like I brought with me and I laugh with Michelle going see being Italian has really paid off now hasn't it that yeah. I had all this to bring to the house yeah um so I, I didn't get to enjoy the house though really this summer because I was so you know, oh my God, now I got to get back to the other house and there's stuff going on there and I've got to unpack more. Right. And so I like to remind people it's been a great year, but it's really been a stressful year too, but all good stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, as I always remind spirit, I'm not complaining. I swear I'm not complaining, right. but it's been a really hard, stressful year, mm -hmm. really getting out of my comfort zone um selling my house that was me listening and getting out of my comfort zone doing something that I did not want to do yeah. I didn't want to do that I wanted to stay there I was comfy I was in a lazy boy chair comfy right and now you but now you get a whole if you think of it this way you got to know how whole new place to create exactly well and I needed to be pushed out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. and that was like a I believe that was a, you're not listening. You're not listening. You're not listening. Well, now you got to do this. Now it's, now it's, you got to sell the house. Right. Because you have not been listening about getting out of your comfort zone. I honestly love it so much. I do. Maria, you have been amazing. And I hope so many people come to get classes from you and your groups because you have, you are such a huge source of inspiration and knowledge and understanding and, and able to break it down for people to, to make sense of it in just ways that we can make sense of it. You know, Thank it's you. just, it's crazy. You know, it's everybody teaches in a different way and we always find our teachers that we need, you know, and I have a feeling yes. you're going to have a lot of students. Thank lot, you. I love teaching. I love letting people know, what do you mean someone said you can't do that? Of course you can. What do you mean you're feeling you can't do that? No, you can do that. Yeah. So I kind of love giving that power back that someone feels that they didn't have. Yeah. It's like, no, like Dorothy with her shoes, it's been with you the whole time. Oh, that is so cool. I love that. I, can I have pink shoes? No, I, don't want, I don't want red ones. You can have pink. <laughs> have whatever color you want. I want pink shoes. I want pink stilettos. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm that person, you know, the 1950s pink stilettos with the, you know, the band around the ankles. That's me. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, like, you'd love, you would love my house because it's all 50s and 60s. I am just, I'm, I, that's my new style these days. I'm just all like, I've decided to go vintage, vintage this, vintage that. I'm just crazy. I don't know it's why. It's my entire house. Yeah. I love I it. I love it. Yes. I love vintage. I'm just, don't ask me why. But you get to the late 1950s and the 60s, no, I'm over it. In the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's me. That, when I moved into the house, it was 90s. Oh, yeah, purple. It was the purple palace. Oh. Yeah, I had a lot of energy in this house to switch up. And yes, your houses can be sad. Mm -hmm. Because just like you don't want to have someone create you into someone that you're not, mm -hmm. your houses do not want to be created into something that they are not. Yeah. The I house is happy now. Good. I'm glad. It's probably doing its little dance. Once oh, a yeah. pub, doesn't it? <laughs> That's, well, if your house is happy, they're going to keep you happy and safe. Yep. If you put a pink tub in, I want a picture of it. Just 
Oh, that would be in a few years. <laughs> yes. I that is like my goal for my upstairs bathroom, which is the only full bathroom, is to bring it back to what it was. Yeah. Those I, I always to me, 1950s is the pink tub. Oh for me, yes. I, for me, the house has got to go a little bit further back because I like that vintage, you know, clawfoot tub and I, I'm the uncomfortable furniture vintage. <laughs> Oh, I love that. You know what do you mean? It's like uncomfortable. Yes. And is it kind of the don't sit on that chair? Yeah. Don't like, don't sit there. No, because even if you sit there, it's not going to be comfortable anyway. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> That's me. Oh, I love that. Lazy boy's got to be on rollers in the closet because I'm only going to pull it out for when nobody's there to see. Oh, I love that too. <laughs> you know? I love that too. I'll be putting my vintage um, tree up. Oh, today. So, oh, and nice. the ornaments, the ornaments are all family ornaments from the twenties, thirties, forties. That is so awesome. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you, Miss Maria so much for coming in. Oh, Todd, my producer went bubble lights. <laughs> oh, I did have bubble lights. Um, <laughs> and I want to get new ones. There you go, bubble. Light. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> there you go. I do have the light that shines on it that spins. Right. I have that, and my tree stand spins and plays a little tune. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love that. Well, beautiful. It's just oh, fun my God. stuff. You're going to have to put videos up of it because I can't wait to see your pictures. I, I will. can't wait. I will. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. This has been fun. Oh, thank you so much for coming in. I cannot wait to see you again. I, I know I'm going to be in Lilydale in January. I'm speaking at the church. Oh, you know, the house. We closed the house down. Well, not we. Everybody's Michelle and down. her husband, Roger, are, oh my God, I love them. Um, mm -hmm. They closed the house down. In fact, when I was there for the class and the roof was leaking. Yes. I was sending Michelle messages going, Oh my God, I miss Roger and you. They are insane. They are both when there's something wrong. I saw them in action. Yeah. They both have their phones and do, 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 and they've got it taken care of. And I'm yeah. like, Oh my God, I love you guys. Yeah. This is why I was like, yes, yes. I will purchase a house with you. Yeah. And I know when I'm going to be there, nobody's going to be open. So I'll be here. I'll be staying in Jamestown, but that's what I'm, I'm literally driving over on a Saturday doing the church thing and I'm driving home at noon. So I will leave my house in Wisconsin Saturday morning, probably around noon, get there at night and I will be back here by nine o'clock at night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Send me a, cause it's, <laughs> it's going to be on video, right? It's They're going to zoom. Yeah. It's will you Will you send me a message and say, hey, I'm on tomorrow? Like, I definitely will. I definitely will. Thank you. I, I want to see you. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will. Because I know you're going to be amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So it'll, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So You're going to be amazing and you're going to be inspiring. Thank you. Oh, I'll take that and, and hold it close to me. So thank you. Perfect. It's true. It's truth. So beautiful. Yeah. Well, we put your website up there for everybody to see and to go thank to. You. And I'm inspiring everybody to do that. And I will see you soon, Miss Maria. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Everybody you else. Too. I'll be back with your weekly reading in a few minutes. This is Jet Renee, School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. See you in a few guys.
Wisensell Psychic Medium is a medical intuitive that specializes as a body code practitioner. As an energy healer, Ellie offers additional services that allow her modalities to be intertwined with energetic healing. Within your subconscious lies information that knows everything about you and why you deal with specific conditions. The subconscious can be considered the blueprint to your entire body. With Ellie working physically with your subconscious mind, we detect what negative emotions are trapped and where they are stored within the body that is causing you your emotional and physical pain. This work is designed to remove imbalances and correct them energetically, getting to the root cause of why you have your condition to help balance your body so it may heal itself. Your body is infinitely wise and wants to be in balance. The body code is not only gentle for humans, but it is also a gentle process to help animals. For more information, contact Ellie Weisensell at the website below. Everybody, how are we all doing today? Again, back with us. That was Maria Verdishi. Oh my gosh, I love Maria. I love, love, love Maria. Um, you know, I apologize, guys, because that's not a nor normal interview, as you know. But I just, I wanted to, I wanted to discuss with her. I wanted to pick her brain. I wanted to talk to her. And she's just, she's got so much to give. So much to give. Her story is amazing. Um, you know, and it's. I want everybody to realize none of our stories are this. Oh my gosh, this bad thing happened and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it's just a step-by-step -step and the story is more about learning how to grow, learning how to do this, learning to be comfortable in our own skin. And that story is forever changing. And that's what I love about Maria is she's just got such a soft, beautiful energy that's so amazing and so dynamic. But to watch it and to understand it and just to see the process is just huge. It's huge. So... Let's do um, let's do our weekly reading. We're doing that five card stud again, guys. Um, we're pick card number one, two, all four cards, all five cards, whatever you'd like to do. This is for you. It's something for you to look at. A few cards have already fallen out. Cards are falling out everywhere. Um, I am up to four cards right now that have fallen out. Let's do the fifth and let's go from there. Um, gosh, this is a week, guys. This is a week. Oh my god. Oh my god. So much. Oh. So much. I'm just looking at these going, wow. For anybody that's picked this whole, the whole process, the whole process. And guys, I put my own website up there for you guys to see. <clears throat> but card number one, we're looking at the love card, passion, heartfelt passion, unconditional love, togetherness with your partner. It can mean all those things. But I'll tell you what, I think this card this week is about, you know what, I think after last week, last week's energies, everything that was going on, astrology and the universe and all the craziness of last week. I think this week, if you pick card number one, it's about being gentle with yourself, accepting love, bringing it gentle, bringing in those passions, creating something within yourself, because I feel like you're starting a rebuild cycle, a rebuild cycle, which is bringing that love into your heart center, okay? And I do feel like this is just taking it, bringing it into you, accepting this, okay? So whether this is love from somebody else, universe, or just love of self, you're bringing this love into yourself to fill you back up again, because I think you might have had a few things stripped away. Card number two is that angel card. It's the divine. It's spirit all around you, okay? 
I do feel is if you pick number two, if you have been wondering, yes, divine things are ha around you all the time and divine things are happening. Divine things are happening. Okay. With this be said, look for the angels, look for the signs, look for spirit, the divine, look for those miracles. Okay. And I do feel like if you're a person that you're sitting there going, oh my God, when is this going to happen? When is that going to happen? When is life going to happen? This card is to tell you to look for that miracle, that divine intervention, and it's happening, okay? You're not going to be alone in this. It's going to happen. Card number three is that feminine energy card. Ooh, this one, this one's, this one I always struggle with. Why? Because I struggle with that feminine energy. I struggle with that softer, emotional, gooey side of me. I'm much more of that independent, I'll get it done type of person, you know? So I'm going to tell you, if you picked card number three, it's time for you to start paying attention to those emotions, paying attention to those feelings, making sense of them, understand them, okay? I do feel as if that is what you're looking at this week. That is what, I don't know, I'm going to say you're struggling with it, but I think you have to start paying attention to your own personal emotions. And, and that's feeling things out. Don't just take things for blatant because somebody else told you to do it. Feel it out yourself. Look at that emotion. Look at what that means to you. Feel it out before you need to act on it or make decisions. Card number four is that playground card. It is that inner child. If you pick number four, you are having to have some playfulness in this because I will tell you what, it feels like, you know what, you have been on a struggle bus, you have been having a hard time, you've been just kind of going, mm, when is life going to stop? And sometimes you have to stop. You have to get off the, the that, that cycle of what's going on and you have to go to the playground and play. You just have to get on a swing, swing back and forth, go like the kids, slide down the slide and start to have some fun. Find something within yourself and let it play. Let, let it just start to have a good time. Card number five is the rain card. To me, it's all about cleansing. It's all about, um, if you pick this card, it's time to cleanse. It's time to just let this junk fly off of you. It's time for you to go into a new a new avenue. You are, you've stripped things away. It's, you know, what you've gone through and you've stripped. You've gotten rid of. You've got, you've just, and it's time for you to go back on beyond this. Let the rain wash you off. Take the shower from the hard work that you've been dealing with. Come back out, refresh, and look for the rainbows that the rain has created because they're there. You are starting a fresh point in life, okay? And to me, that's what card number five is. <clears throat> card number one was that love card. It's really allowing yourself to love again or accepting love within you. Card number two is that angel card about divine being around you. Divine messages, miracles happening, things are going to happen, and divine is there to help you. Card number three is that emotional card, that feminine card, allowing you to feel things out. Don't forget that part of you. Card number four is the playground, which is really just letting that inner child play. Life does not always have to be serious. And card number five is that cleansing, allowing the rain just to sweep it away, allow yourself to be refreshed, and life to start again. Now, if you looked at all these cards as a whole, I'm going to tell you, it feels as if that you know what, the struggle bus has been very real for you. Very real. I think this last week has been like, oh my God, again, uh, too much. And I feel like that being said, because the struggle bus has been real, that it's about you going, okay, I'm worth more than this. I am. I, I deserve more than this, okay? And to bring that in, being able to be okay to say, I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to, I'm, it's okay to pray. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay for whatever. And to bring that into yourself. But while you're doing this, you have to realize that it's okay to also feel your emotions. It's okay to feel those things. It's okay to feel everything you felt. It's okay to accept love back into your life. Even if it is just loving yourself. Give some time for some play. Give some time for play. This is, this is really all simultaneously. 
and know that a fresh start is happening. This week is about fresh starts, but in order to have the fresh start, you have to go through the crack first, don't we? You know, and that's that's really what we're going through, you know? So hopefully that all helped and makes sense today. Oh, you are so welcome, Kevin, and thank you for always watching. I really do appreciate that. So with that being said, guys, I really wanted to just talk about um, the, sh the shows that are coming because the last couple of weeks I haven't had the time to do that. Um, this week I want to talk about it. Um, I have to go up and find my trusty picture. Things have changed. we got new shows coming in also, guys. We have new shows coming in also. Um, so as always, Monday mornings we start with myself, School Through Spirit at 9 a.m. Today at noon we have got more Monday Morning Monsters, and that's with Mr. Barnaby Jones. Be the Change with Christina Bloom is on tonight at 8 p.m. And right after that, she has another show at 9. It is the Paranormal Room, and that's with Christina Bloom and Logan J Jacobson. They're talking about ghost stories. Phenomenal show. Tuesday mornings, we start with Heather Lee, the Explore in the Paranormal. She's at 9 a.m. Tomorrow night, you have me at 6 p.m. And it's Unfiltered with Tia Renee. Bring your questions, guys. Bring your questions. Don't let me sit there by myself. We do some card pullings, a lot of psychic, and we see what we can get for you. After me is Linda Hope with Moment to Moment at 7 p.m. And then Paranormal Pete with Pete Orbeas at 10. Wednesdays is self-care. What's paranormal got to do with it? That's Deidre Sanford at 10 a.m. And remember, it's her birthday today. So everybody do a big birthday shout out to um, Deidre because she's awesome. The Psychic Hour with Chris Kelly Brickle is at 3 p.m. Seeing Beyond with Kelly Eckhart and Cheryl Murphy is at 6 p.m. And then Over the Target with Missy Hart and Nicole Ford is at 8 p.m. That's all on Wednesdays. Now, Thursdays, we get busy again. We chat with Charlie with Stephanie Lynn at 9 a.m. The Tyson's Gift Podcast with Brandon Wainwright is at 6 p.m. Realm of Darkness with Rennie Rodriguez and Ashley Moreno are on at 7 p.m. And the Afterlife Chronicles is Nicole Strickland at 8 p.m. Now, Fridays. Fridays is a Psychic Hour reading show at 3 p.m. And that is with Miss Kelly Brickle where she does readings. Secrets Within with Rennie Rodriguez is at 8 p.m. And our Haunted Voices with Todd Bates and Nicole Strickland is at 10 p.m. So, and I do believe, I do believe Kevin Mackey started back up with his show um, also on Friday nights. Um, Newbridge Radio, if I remember it correctly. Oh my gosh. And I don't know what time he's on, but he is in between that 8 and 10 p.m. So he's at, he's at probably 9, probably at 9. So I'm guessing there, guys. But you can always go to the station, WLTKDB.com. Um, and you can um, you can Google that. So I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Everybody, I hope you really enjoyed today's show. Oh, he's at 7 p.m. Sorry, he's at 7. Kevin Mackey, Newbridge Radio is at 7 p.m. Next week, I do have Cheryl Murphy on. I like Cheryl. I've been watching Cheryl from a distance. I cannot wait to bring her in and her story. I cannot, I cannot wait. Um, and anybody wants to find me, wants to take a class with me, wants a reading with me, wants to just find out where in this God-blessed world I am, you can look at my website, dietrenee.com. Um, for all those needs, all those, all those inspirational things. Um, I will see you guys tomorrow night. And then again, next week here, this is Dan Renee on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com. See you in a bit, guys. Bye-bye.